On this week's episode, we welcome retired head of CIA, Charles Faddis. So you've seen everything. Well, I've had access to everything. There are millions of files on this laptop, which are one of the problems, but I have had the opportunity to, to look at, through it very thoroughly. Yeah. Break down, break it down for us. So look, this is, what I have is a copy of the hard drive of the laptop. This is like, uh, I don't know, it's grandma's attic. It's everything that was on Hunter's laptop. At, at, so it's emails, it's Word documents, it's horrifying videos of Hunter with hookers all over the planet. It's photos of Hunter with hookers, but also just pictures that Hunter, t- I mean, it's just a mass of information. Some of it is incredibly damaging. Some of it is obviously of no consequence. He apparently never deleted anything on his laptop. Damaging. Well, look, I mean, let me address this head on right there. There's a lot of video on here that is Hunter having sex with females. Sometimes Hunter and multiple guys having sex with females. I'm using that term because I'm not 100% sure that all of the females in question are actually women. In other words, I don't know that they're all actually over 18. Um, it's horrible. It's like, a, it's like a vision of the seventh level of hell. This is but the most know, tawdry that, garbage on earth. But that's his personal life. Nobody's gonna prosecute. What is it in terms of our national security that you spoke about that you found so damaging and breaches at the highest level of government. Well, what's what's crystal clear from all I mean, like all this stuff that we're talking about with CEFC, right? This is all coming off the laptop. Mm-hmm. This is where, so it is all of these emails, all of these documents, and what you have is a guy who is all over the planet. Name a unsavory regime anywhere. So it's, it's not just Russia and China. No, well, I mean. Ukraine, but look, it, it is, there's an almost endless number of such deals. He's also down in Mexico. He's in other parts of South America. I mean, there's almost an endless number of deals. I should add, by the way, that a lot of the time, just go back to this issue about separation between him and Joe, a lot of the time when he's flying around to take these, to do these deals, he actually flies in with Joe on Air Force Two. What? They, he flies in on an American taxpayer-funded aircraft with the vice president of the United States and then goes off to, to strike these deals. And he is in the middle of... And these entities know that he's flying with his father. Oh my There's God. a statement in that. If you're but flying we, on Air Force we, Two... We were talking earlier about the $1.5 billion, right. right? He flies into Beijing with Joe Biden on Air Force Two. They literally walk down the stairs of Air Force Two together, father and son. Dad gets in a vehicle to drive off to meet with the leadership of the CCP, Chinese Communist Party, supposedly to lay down the law to tell them to stop building these artificial islands in the South China Sea, back off on your expansionism in East Asia. This is it, he's really gonna give it to them. Meanwhile, Hunter is being handed, as we talked about earlier, $1.5 billion, okay, not physically handed it, but he signs the documents and the money goes into his account. That smells the high heaven. They go back to the plane, climb up the stairs together, and fly out of country 
together. He does the same thing in Mexico. And every time you turn around on the laptop is documentation of this kind of thing. Recently, there's been some coverage of this deal with Metabiota, which is a company building bio labs for the Department of Defense in Ukraine. There's controversy about what those bio labs were for, but let's put that aside for a moment. Who's orchestrating that deal? This deal worth hundreds of millions of dollars for the American Department of Defense to fund bio labs in Ukraine. It's Hunter Biden, the guy with no visible skills, doesn't speak Ukrainian, a cocaine habit. Of all the people on the planet, the guy that the Department of Defense has in the middle of this deal is Hunter Biden. I mean, come on, after a while, it's like, please, stop trying to tell me that I'm supposed to pretend like what is obviously true is not obviously true. Right? This is a family enterprise. So what about the ties with Russia? President, former President Trump is asked, which I thought was so out of line for him, asking Putin to turn over evidence on Biden. I mean, just, just doesn't know when to quit. But what about Putin and his relationship with the Biden family? Well, first of all, I would agree that I don't think us sitting around asking Vladimir Putin to help us investigate right. American figure is, is, is seemly that we shouldn't be doing that. Every oligarch on the planet, including the folks in Russia, at some point or another, has funneled money into the, into the Biden. But honestly, I will tell you that I think all of this business focus on Russia is a little bit of a red herring, no pun intended, right? The amount of money that the Chinese Communist Party has pumped into the Biden family dwarfs all the rest of the cash from all over the planet. It's not even close. No, if, if you want to look at the Biden family enterprise, this, this what I consider a crime family, who's their, the number one buyer of Joe? It's the Chinese Communist Party, without question. Billions of dollars have, have gone into this. And, uh, and I think when you, one of the reasons I focus on that is now look at what has happened ever since Joe sat down in the Oval Office and stack up every decision he has made and ask yourself, who is the prime beneficiary of every decision he's made since he sat down in the Oval Office? And I would submit to you as the communist Chinese. Are you saying that our president is bought and paid for by the Chinese? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Look, and, and, and listen, I, I say this, first of all, I, get, I take zero pleasure out of that because we're all Americans and if we're living in a country where the guy in the Oval Office is working for hostile power, we've all got a problem. So I would wish that were not true. But I say that as a guy who did this for a living for a long time, right? I have recruited a lot of sources inside other governments. That's what, what my job was, to do this to other people and also to defend us against them. And the Chinese, I have significant experience with. So I'm not guessing how they operate. I'm telling you, I'm looking at all of this, and I'm saying this whole business about elite capture and the United Front, if you wanted a template for it, just look at all of the available evidence on the bodies. In, in the time um, that we have to talk about the price that Americans pay for this relationship. Bring it close to home. Our foreign policy. Here's, here's what I think. I think as Americans, regardless of where you are in the political spectrum, anything else, right? 
you have kind of grown up your whole life assuming we're just the dominant power on the planet. We're the big dog, politically, militarily, economically. We are number one. We're the lone surviving superpower. And despite anything that happens, somehow or another, we're just going to continue to be that. We might lose a war, get tired of a war, whatever. But we're still number one. You are talking about something now that potentially changes that. You are literally talking about a change to the geopolitical balance of power on the planet. I mean, look around you. Look what just happened in Afghanistan. You know who's in Afghanistan right now? The Chinese in huge numbers. They're training members of the Taliban on our old air base in Bagram. They're busy getting ready to exploit all of the minerals in Afghanistan. We gave them all of that. We're doing nothing to stop. You could go on down the list here. This, this threatens everything. I mean, when you're done with this, you may have a shift in power completely. Talk about what that shift in power could look like. It looks like the Chinese Communist Party being the dominant force on the planet, us being second fiddle to the Chinese Communists. What's a real specific example? We're in the prog we're, we're busy waging what other people have called jihad on our oil and gas industry. We're doing everything we can to throttle that. We're forcing everybody into what we call the Green New Deal dependence on lithium batteries and all these other devices. You know who supplies all of the rare earth minerals and the lithium on the planet? 90%? China. You know what they're getting ready to mine in Afghanistan? All of these same rare earth minerals and lithium that we just gave. You're moving the entire economy to a system, this is again not conspiracy theory, where it will be 100% dependent on import of rare earth minerals from communist China. So if we were worried about depending on Middle East oil, we ought to be really worried about the fact that we're literally going to put ourselves in a situation where Beijing can just turn a switch and shut off our entire economy anytime they want to just say we're not we're not exporting any of that to you. You're done. They can impact our supply chain, of all every aspect, our banking, every aspect. Every device, your smartphones, your computers, Every device we use in modern, in this modern way of life has to have those minerals. We don't mine them. They're almost exclusively under control of the communist Chinese. And that is our formal national policy now, is to drive our entire economy to make us dependent upon them. So what was it before the Biden came to power as vice president and now as president? Nothing similar to what we're, what's going on now? You can say that it's expo exponentially escalated? Yes, dramatically. I mean, let's look, at it, let's look at energy as an example, right? Where were we a year and a half ago? We were energy independent mm -hmm. and, and beginning to export significant quantities of natural gas to Europe, which, by the way, undercuts Putin's power and all of this stuff. That's where we were. No more dependence on Middle East oil, plus jobs, economic boost, employment, What's the very first, literally day one when Joe Biden sat down in the Oval Office, what did he do? Keystone. Shut down the Keystone, Keystone Pipeline, stopped leasing, uh, federal leases, uh, leases on federal land for oil and natural gas. I just read yesterday, he's now basically slow rolling all new leases in the Gulf of Mexico. He's going to shut that down too. Oh, and simultaneously he okayed, said we're not going to oppose the Nord Stream 2 pipeline 
which is something that Russia and he's doing this because he's owned by the Chinese. But let me let me let me um, raise this with you. You know, many people believe that our president has cognitive issues. He really has no idea what is going on. Is it possible that he has no idea what is going on? And he's a tool for people within his, within and outside of his White House and his family. Well, I mean, anything's anything's possible, and I'm not going to dismiss that. This I think it's pretty obvious that he has cognitive mm -hmm. cognitive issues at all. This is the way I put it to people: you can either look at what has just transpired over the last whatever it is now seems like a long time 14, 15 months, however long he's fourteen months he's been in office, and you can just conclude that he is the most incompetent president that we have ever had sit in the White House, which is saying something. Makes Jimmy Carter look like a stud. Or you could entertain the possibility that just that when you look at his how much money has flowed into this enterprise and you look at where his who his policies benefit, you just say there's a chance here that maybe this is not just all incompetence, guys. Maybe what we're looking at is a wrecking operation for the United to States. To destroy our country for gain, for power and treasure. Yes. Come on, he's a yes. better. He has to be a better patriot than that, Mr. Fattis. You know what? If when this is all done, if somebody could prove me wrong on this, I would be the happiest guy in the world. But here's the, the real thing that terrifies me about all this. It's like when we're talking about where did the money end up with Hunter, right? The Federal Bureau of Investigation has the capacity to tell, you're asking where the one point five, where's the $1.5 billion end up from this one deal with the China? Federal Bureau of Investigation has the capacity to answer that question definitively in a heartbeat. Right, they've got tools, they've got badges, they can issue, they've got warrants. Nobody's looking, nobody's investigating. On a broader front, all of these issues with Jeff. Now, if you think American counterintelligence is actually considering this possibility and anybody is looking into this, that's, that's wishful thinking. Nobody is lifting a finger to look into this. It, we haven't even been able to talk about the existence of the laptop on half the news media outlets in the country until about a week ago. You know, I, I must tell you, it takes so much to do what you do. You put yourself on the line, line you serve the CIA, and it's obvious you do and say what you do because of love and the perseverance, um, preserving the integrity and the longevity of our nation. And so, and obviously everything that you've said all along is right here in the Washington Post experts. for listening to this week's episode.